Hello and welcome to Witchy Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Lauren Cholantani, women's holistic health coach and fellow recovering perfectionist. This podcast was created to show you that your body is not in the way, it is actually leading your way. I am very particular about the type of CBD and hemp products that I use. There's so much hype and lack of testing and quality in the industry. So the company that I love and use is Evo Hemp. Not only do they have a beautiful product like hemp seeds, CBD oil, gummies, even hemp chocolate, protein bars, protein powder. They also support a 40-acre co-op farm in Minnesota, which is farmer-owned, focusing on bringing quality and innovation back to black, indigenous, and other socially disadvantaged farmers. So if you are looking into trying any type of CBD or hemp products, head over to evohemp.com. The link is in the show notes. And make sure you use code WITCHY, W-I-C-T-H-Y, for 20% off of your purchase. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Witchy Wellness Radio. And today we are talking with Mel Mutterspa all about nature connection, using herbs to nourish your soul and nourish your nerves, and how to, to take the power back and really take care of yourself and your family. And just a reminder, this is a show that you, you learn how your body and emotions are not in the way, they are leading the way, and we are going to dive deeper into that In a second, more on Mel. She is a clinical herbalist, environmental educator, mother, wilderness therapist, and podcast host host of The Herbalist Path. Mel has studied plant medicine for well over 20 years, and she lives in the foothills of Mount Hood, Oregon with her family and, of course, her fur babies. Mel is super passionate about teaching mamas to use plants as medicine in safe and effective ways so that there can be an herbalist in every home Again, I can't wait to talk about more of that. It's also about inspiring you to take better care of our planet through taking better care of yourself and your family. Oh my gosh. Welcome, welcome, (laughs) welcome, Mel. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. I'm really excited to be here. It's an honor. (laughs) Me too. I I love the power in that phrase of like, bringing the herbalist back in every home again, because is it? that the truth is we've really disconnected ourselves from that wisdom. It is so the truth. And that disconnection has really only happened in like the last 150 years or Mm -hmm. so when people started realizing that there's a lot of power in the medicinal constituents of plants and you can transform those into tiny pills and other forms of liquid that can be marketed for a very heavy price tag. So um, really fascinating how we were kind of washed into that disconnect. But yeah, every one of our ancestors used these plants as medicine every single day. And it used to be passed down from generation to generation. And we just need to reconnect with that. That's That's all. as simple as that (laughs) yeah as simple as that well I don't know if your path was as simple as that but we always start off the same way we I would love to hear your own heroine's journey of how herbalism came into your life and I'm sure the power that you regained to be able to take care of you the planet your family 
How did that, and I'm, I know it's still unfolding for all of us, how did that unfold for you? Yeah, it is It is a lifelong journey. That's a huge piece of what I love about this study and obsession and fascination. But um, I would say that I accidentally got into herbalism. So I was really passionate about nature and the outdoors and always wanted to share the power of connection with nature and people. And in the late 1900s and early 2000s, I was a backpacking guide and wilderness therapist. So I was just stoked to be paid to be outside in these beautiful places, getting exercise, like, wow, I climbed mountains for a living, literally. (laughs) So cool. But when I was doing that, what I found was that these people would pay me hundreds of dollars to walk them to these beautiful, incredibly sacred to me places. Yet they carried backpacks and first aid kits filled with toxic, nasty crap. And It trapped my hide because not only was it polluting their bodies, more importantly to me, it was harming our planet and the very places that they were paying me to take them to. And so I had this dream that one day I would make a natural first aid kit that got into the backpacks and camping gear of outdoor adventure seekers everywhere. And I started grabbing books and taking online classes, which really sucked back then much better these days. Um, And I started making these remedies and these first aid goods, and I would handwrite all my labels and mod podge them and pass them all around my community, and people were loving them. And I was like, huh, why are they loving them? And uh, a very long story short, that really made me be like, well, what what's really going on with these plants? And how are they able to help these people and the human body? And started going to herb conferences. One of my first ones was incredibly impactful. And I, I could share a story on that that's powerful in a little bit. But um, it was at the Brighton Bush Herb Conference at Brighton Bush Hot Springs in Oregon. And it was amazing because all the herbal elders were there and I didn't know anybody or anything. And I went and these people were so beautiful and so amazing. And the time was so healing. And I was like, oh, this is what I need to do. Fast forward, I went to an in-person herb school where I got to learn a lot about the plants and their medicinal potency and the best times to harvest them and how to make amazing medicine with them. And that triggered me to really want to get into the science of herbalism. And so I went to clinical herbal school and I started learning from some of the best medical herbalists and naturopaths and nurses and amazing teachers that really broke down the how and the why these plants work with the human body. So I I approach it uh, with a little bit of science, dancing with a lot of woo-woo as well. And it's really, really fun um, and fascinating and never-ending learning. And I'm going to wrap it up because it's such a long story. I mean, it's over 20 years. So um, I did end up getting those first aid kits into backpacks and camping gear of adventure seekers all around. I got them into REI and I had an herbal product line that I sold all over the country to naturopaths offices and health food stores and Amazon of all 
places that aren't as so exciting. Um, and I ran my own herbal apothecary tea and smoothie shop where I focused on bringing food and plants as medicine to my community. And what a ride it's been. <laughs> I'm still today learning about herbalism all of the time. And I teach. So yeah, that's a long story. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 20 years. You did. Yeah. I think you did a great job. You know, wrapping, wrapping it up. You got, you got to spiel down. But I love to hear everybody's journey because, like you said, the path found you. Like it happened on accident, right? But but really, I mean, if we're going woo here, it's like we, at least for me, it's like I was like searching and searching and searching. But in my own story, in, in my own life, my path was already there. It was already mm -hmm. there right in front of you. It's just listening to that inspiration and taking that next step. Not knowing that 20 years later, look at all of the different things that unfolded that are still here that maybe have come and gone. And it's just allowing ourselves to dance in this, this inspiration of, of who we really are. Um, yeah. yeah. So I would love go right ahead. <laughs> nope. And I, that's just it. It's this incredible journey and it's a dance. And, um, you know, I call mine the herbalist path because it yeah. started literally on a path and and you just keep winding down that path and sometimes you veer off of the path and are totally bushwhacking through things and that's okay too yeah, that's like <laughs> as long as you protect the plants yeah <laughs> yeah be nice to everybody including including yeah. the path so i would love to hear your story that you you kind of alluded to to your for your first conference back in the day what unfolded this is there this is going to bring some heavy woo into yes. the picture. Wow. So um, I was at that first conference and, you know, I was blown away and just, it was such a highlight. I mean, Rosemary Gladstar was there and Christopher Hobbs and, and Jane Bothwell and all these elders in the herbal community that have really worked hard over the last 40, 50, 60 years to revive the herbal medicine movement and they're beautiful, beautiful people. And I went on this plant walk with a woman named Cascade Anderson Geller. There was about 25, 30 of us on the plant walk and Cascade was just amazing. Again, I didn't know anybody and it's not like me to be the fly on the wall, but I totally was. And just observed her and the way she spoke about paying attention to the land and to the plants around the plants you may be going to harvest because if they're not healthy, there might be something unhealthy in the medicine you're trying to gather and really having a deep respect for the plants around you. And she was lovely. And that was great. And I left this conference inspired as all get out and just started taking deep quick action. How do I learn more about this? And um, fast forward a few years later, I was pregnant with my daughter and I had, I was in like my second or third year of clinical herbal school after already like doing a little more of the hippie dippy woo woo connect with nature parts of herb school, um, which were cool, but I was driving from nature to the city to go learn how to commune with nature. And I'm like, I'm surrounded by 64,000 acres of wilderness. I got that part. Like I, I commune with nature. I'm very fortunate. Um, anyways, 
I was in this clinical herb school and this school is really rad because they brought in the best of the best in the world of herbal medicine. Like I said, naturopaths and, and nurses and other doctors and great herbalists that are just really great at what they do. And they would come in and teach a really great intensive on something. And I was so excited because Cascade was coming to teach in that spring. And I I couldn't wait to tell her what I had been doing, that I had this product line, that I was getting it into these stores and it was super cool. And I met her at, at Brighton Bush and she died. She died on May 4th, 2013, which happens to be Herb Day. And this woman was quite the activist and the very, very powerful person in the herbal community. And for the next almost two weeks, she came to me in my dreams and she would look at me square in the eyes like you. She was like, you have what it takes. You have the power. You have the voice to shout it from the mountaintops and the treetops about the importance of using plants as medicine. You have to do it for the people. You have to do it for the plants. You have to do it for the planet. You have the voice. Go shout it from the mountaintops. She was so clear. <laughs> she was so direct. She was so like, beaming into my eyes and I was like whoa these are some heavy pregnancy dreams right I did not believe that people came to you in your dreams at that point in my life and um I would wake up every morning like oh my gosh this lady's like coming and telling me I've got to go speak for the planet and for the plants and the and use my voice and my energy and um telling my partner that and I'm like this is crazy and so Fast forward a few more weeks, I wanted to get a Mayan abdominal massage. Keep in mind, I'm pregnant with my beautiful daughter. And I reached out to one of my teachers, Catherine Close, who had taught me a lot about women's health. She's a naturopath today, and she's also specializes in Mayan abdominal massage. I'm like, well, I'm going to get one from her. She's brilliant. And she's like, nope, I'm busy. Sorry. Go over to Hood River. And Hood River, Oregon, from where I live, is just this incredible journey over this majestic mountain called Mount Hood. It's awesome. And so we're like, sure, we'll take that drive. It'll be beautiful because we live in kind of the rainforest side of it. And Hood River's the sunshine side of the mountain. And um, we take the drive over and I get there and... The person she sent me to were looking at each other like, gosh, you look mighty familiar. And we couldn't figure it out for a minute. And then she was like, oh, we were on a plant walk together at Brighton Bush Hot Springs. And we were on that plant walk together and we had connected. And this person was living in Arizona, but wanted to move to Oregon, but needed sunshine. And I'm like, sorry, Oregon doesn't have sunshine unless you go to Bender or Hood River. Anyways, she found Hood River. And um, we get into the massage and I we nerd out on all the great things we'd been doing in the world of herbalism and teachers we had been learning from and all these amazing things. And, and I shared my story of Cascade. And this person had actually studied with the Mayans for seven years, living down with them. And um, 
let me know that the Mayans light a candle for nine days after death because they believe the spirit goes on to pass their messages to those that need to hear it. And it was almost two weeks straight that Cascade came to me in my dreams and said, you have to do it for the people and for the plants and for the planet and to use my voice and my power. And so that's amazing. <laughs> she has been an incredible teacher for me this whole time. This is almost 10 years ago now that she came to me in, in my dreams. It was May 4th, 2013. And um, in that time, I've run an herbal product line and I've done all of these things. And it was really hard doing a lot of those things. And And when I had my really most challenging times in it, I would walk in the woods and really reflect on what Cascade had to say to me. And while I only took that one plant walk with her and it was at a space where all of her best friends for 30, 40 plus years in the world of herbalism were there. And there were tons of other people and I was a fly on the wall. She didn't know me. She still came to me to give me those messages. And here I am today. <laughs> Well, you are on the right podcast. I will tell you that much. That Thank you for sharing with us. That was such a beautiful story of connection and really remembering who you are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's what it's all about, too, is remembering who you are. I'm, like, re-entering that phase of life currently. Um I tried, like, my product line was amazing. I achieved really, really cool things. I also burnt myself out. I had no idea that I was ever going to make it into a business that it became. I, I was just there because I wanted to heal the world with plant medicine. And um, and I, I just wanted to make the world a better place. I didn't really think it was ever going to get into REI, despite that's where the seeds were planted. 20 years ago plus like I want natural first aid kits into the backpacks and camping gear what better outlet to make that happen than the largest recreational outdoor supplier in our country um but it was it was a very huge challenge and I'm really stubborn <laughs> and really really determined and so I just kept going and kept going and kept going but I am now back on that like wait what what do I truly love what am I doing how am I making a positive impact? How can I use my voice louder and better? What's really important to me today? My daughter is really important to me today. Protecting nature is really important to me today. Letting my light and my love shine in the ways that I know that it can is really important to me today. And while I ran that product line and things like that, I, I burnt myself the heck out. I worked so hard because I was so stubborn and so determined and I couldn't let anyone else do it for me because nobody could do it as good as me. Wow, we learned lessons in really funny ways. Um, <laughs> but I lost that light. I didn't lose it. I suppressed that light. I dimmed it. And... I'm here to reignite that light and that fire and that shine. And I think that's part of life. I'm, I'm 44 years old now and um, we live and we learn. It's all a part of the journey and, and all a part of traveling down that path. It's so beautiful. And I think so many of us relate to that. 
I know myself included, like as a millennial woman who's coming up in kind of this feminine era in terms of like political culture, but also spiritual, the rise of like the divine feminine, all of us is like really finding that balance, allowing myself to ask for help and Mm. not overly getting in that masculine. We need both. Look, we need both. But it's finding, and I don't even know if there is a real balance, but it's, you, you understand, like you, you you have these polarities and you really have this opportunity to really feel what it feels like to be on every which way of it and to remember to go back to your why and why you're mm-hmm. here. What, what a more powerful why than, you know, bringing that power, the herbalist back into the home again, which connects all of your all of your loves and your wise personally. So let's talk about that. How can we, how can we do that? What, what are some things that we can do today to actually become that herbalist for our home? I think one of the easiest things for more people to recognize that they are an herbalist in their home already is to look right inside of your kitchen cabinet. There is so much powerful medicine in the culinary herbs that you cook with every single day. It's amazing. And if more people can look to that, it becomes significantly easier. Most of those herbs are phenomenal for your digestive health. They literally are there to ease tummy upset and gassiness and bloating as they flavor your foods. Like... Just to make that connection is really powerful. Also, a lot of them have great antimicrobial benefits. They can make you and your family feel better when you're sick. That's why everybody turns to broth and chicken noodle soup. The thyme in there is incredible. Thyme is actually very rich in a constituent called thymol, which happens to be a major ingredient in the bright blue and green nasty syrupy stuff at the drugstore. Hmm. Wow. But you can grow this plant on its own. Plant it. It's going to do everything. You don't have to do anything to time to make it grow, but it will give you so much love and so much good medicine. So I think just starting there to alleviate some of the complexity is really, really powerful. And just find an herb that calls to you, or actually you don't have to find it. There will be herbs that call to you. Take the time to get to know them. Take the time to taste them, touch them, feel them. How do they work in your body? More often than not, one herb is going to have 5, 10, 15 different ways that you can use it as medicine. You don't have to have an apothecary full of 250 herbs. You can start with 5 or 10 and work wonders. For your family. I could go on and on, I, I, and on I, I, about I, this for life. That's what I do. So, <laughs> yeah. What came to mind for me is I've heard that, I mean, with, with breastfeeding, your body actually adapts to what your child needs nutritionally. And I've also heard that energetically, but nutritionally with your garden or with your herbs is when you spend the time with them, they adapt to what you need. And I know the work that like Dr. Emoto did with water and the water crystals was talking to the water, sending it the love, saying the positive, just beautiful things versus the negative hate. 
fear, the water crystals themselves were completely different. The loved ones were just these beautiful fractals of symmetry and just complexity. And the the negative emotion ones were just rigid and there was no symmetry. You could just see. And, and I'm thinking, well, with plants, with us as human beings, we're 70% water. Mm-hmm. And how that affects this. I love that you bring this study up because literally three nights ago, like, I saw this study quite a few years ago, but literally I was just sharing it with my partner who had never seen it. And I'm like, isn't this incredible? I really need to share this with my nine-year-old daughter and let her know about how impactful that is. Um, And just reigniting with that incredible study and the fact. And as I was sharing it, I used examples with words, right? Like, I love you. And it feels beautiful and shiny and sends these goosebumps of love through my body made of water. And then I said something else as an example that was significantly more negative. And you could definitely like see and feel the energy shift in between us and like within each other's bodies. And we were like, whoa. And he's has a harder time in the more woo-woo realm of things. He's pretty mountain man kind of adrenaline junkie dude and you know it was just really fun to make him actually see and feel it and to reconnect with that so I love that you brought that up so fresh in in my brain right now (laughs) yeah of of course of course of course and I was just thinking like what you were describing was getting to know the herb and it will it will call to you um I don't do it as much anymore because it doesn't feel as aligned but I use celery as my herb celery mm-hmm. juice for a few years as 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 my own tonic every morning and the healing properties that it had for me were just phenomenal celery seed is actually a really really it's one of those things you cook with yeah um it is really really powerful medicine and can do a great job at helping to clear a lot of different toxins from within the body it's something i use for people dealing with gout and other uric acid crystal issues that create a lot of pain and inflammation in the body (laughs) awesome so um, what in terms of so taking care of your family and your health, what are some like herbs? I mean, we talked about a few, but what are some like things that kind of help just in general every home to kind of have on hand that maybe they have or maybe don't have that just kind of like a basic little kit if like don't forget your garlic so I'll I do want to just give a lot of praise and love to garlic because I think it's one of the more potent medicines we all have and forget about it um it's really rich in this constituent allicin and it brings about a lot of the different medicinal properties but it can help people with cardiovascular health and that are dealing with atherosclerosis and you know um it using garlic on a regular basis can help prevent heart attacks and heart disease, which is the biggest killer in our nation. It's also been proven to be effective against eight out of nine different antibiotic resistant bacteria. 
Um, so that's amazing. I used garlic myself when I was pregnant. I had group B streptococcus and they told me that, you know, well, they being the internet and all the searches you do on the interwebs, which the Google rabbit hole will mess you right up. Um, <laughs> anyways, they said, you know, the only way you can get rid of this is by taking antibiotics while you're pregnant. And I'm like, I don't want to start my daughter's gut health in that way. I don't want to do that. And fortunately for me, my midwife is brilliant. She's a naturopath also and teaches at the naturopathic college here in Portland, Oregon. And she knew what I was into and studying. And she was like, try it. And so I used usnea, lichen that grows around me, and I used garlic. And I would like score the garlic and wrap a string around it and stick it up in the pretty places and leave it there overnight. Sounds gross. But uh, two weeks later, guess who didn't have group B strap? Me. Um, so that's amazing. Now if we're going to step outside of the kitchen cabinet. Um, you talked about nourishment for a moment, which is so incredibly important, especially for those mamas that are breastfeeding. Um, nettles are amazing. So they are one of the most nutrient dense plants out there. And everybody's so afraid of them because of their sting, but there's medicine in that sting as well. Um, they're so loaded with vitamins and minerals and nutrients. If you are somebody who suffers from seasonal allergies, right now is the time to start taking some freeze-dried nettles and really getting them into your life and your body. So that's nice. And then I think that, you know, choosing an herb or two that addresses the nervous system, our world is stressful. I don't care who you are. There is stress all around us and stress leads to so many other imbalances in the body and illnesses and diseases. And so if you can find the right herbs that work for you, this is something to keep in mind that just because I'm talking about an herb on here does not mean it's the right herb for you. And the herb that works for you may not work for your sister or your daughter or your mother or your neighbor. Herbs are not instant fix pills. They are not Western medicine. So I, I really like to encourage people to think outside of the Western medicine mindset that we have been trained to be in. Um, a lot of people come to me and say, hey, Mel, what herb do I take for this problem? And this is my answer. What I'm saying right here is like, there is no one herb for everybody. There, herbalism is a lifestyle. It is a whole embodiment of a way of being. And if you are sick of the Western medical system, you need to shift your thinking to a new system and not try and put herbs into that Western medicine box. That's a big thing of mine. I appreciate Western medicine. I will say that. Like, it saved my life. I have definitely been saved by Western medicine and the science behind it is brilliant. It is also an incredibly broken, corrupt, and abused and misused system. So um, that little dance of balance. Like, I will, if I'm in a car accident, I'm probably going to the hospital and super grateful for those workers. But if I can do about 120 million other things to prevent having to go to the hospital all the time and to the doctors all the time, then heck yes, I'm going to do that. Um, I'm totally on another rant. <laughs> no, but it's, go, it's, a, it's beautiful where we went. And I think it's just shifting our mindset mm -hmm. to 
the proactive, the nourishing kind of aspect rather than a reactive kind of point of view. Yeah, that's where I was going. I was just talking about <laughs> nerving herbs, herbs that act on the nervous system and give us some support in that way. And right now I have a heavy focus on teaching moms about plant medicine and how to use them within their families. So more often than not, I focus on child-friendly herbs, which does not mean that they are weak herbs. They are also herbs that are amazing for grown-ups. They're just specifically safe for children as well. But there's a few herbs that I, I feel more often than not, people can really, really benefit from. Um, ashwagandha, I love. I am a woman who loves to do too much and take on the world and try and do it all on my own because I'm obnoxiously stubborn <laughs> and determined, I guess you could say. Um, but ashwagandha has been there to support me in, in many, many ways. And I've developed such an incredible relationship with this plant that I can hold this bottle of tincture and be like, oh yeah, you got me. I got you. This is great. Thank you. When I ran my product line, I had a tea called Unfrazzle Your Dazzle, so you could let your soul shine on, and it was a nerving blend. It was like a giant hug in a mug, and I got to a point with that blend, like if I was in a, at an event or doing demos in a store or something, I could hold that tin of tea, and I could feel the calm and the hug that it literally and physically brings to somebody as they drink it. And that is developing a relationship with a plant. And it's really, really powerful. But ashwagandha, for instance, as I ran my product line, I was going through some really, really stressful times in life. Ashwagandha is a gentle and powerful herb. It's not something that you are necessarily going to take and be like, boom. I know ashwagandha's on board. It saved my life. It's not that. It is something that is best taken over a long period of time, not if you're sensitive to nightshades. Um, and I noticed ashwagandha more when I did not take it. During those stressful times, if I would forget to take my ashwagandha, I would, whatever stressful thing came up, I'd be like, oh, and then I would take that ashwagandha and I'm like, oh, yeah, I got this. Like, I can take care of this shit because I got superhero powers, you know. And it was just amazing to recognize that that's how it impacted me. And the more you go down this path, the more you find the right plants for you. I love lemon balm. Lemon balm is beautiful. It's super easy to grow. It is known as nature's sunshine and can be really helpful for people that get seasonal affective disorder. It's safe for most children. It's great for tummy aches, which is really, really important. This herb we bring into our house a lot because my daughter deals with anxiety. And every time she gets an anxiety attack, she says, mommy, my tummy hurts. Well, yeah, because of that gut-brain connection and all of the neurotransmitters that are made within the gut that also affect our mood. Like it's, it's a back and forth scenario. And she has developed such a relationship with chamomile that I can tell her when she's having those anxiety attacks, I'll make you a cup of tea. I don't make the tea. Maybe I'll go as far as heating the water. And she calms down. 
because she knows those plants are there for her. And she's, you know, she grew up in an herbalist home. So she's, since she was like one and a half, she would sneak into my, my tea. All of my teas were loose leaf because I want people to have that connection with the plants they're putting in their body and they're beautiful that way. And you get better quality herbs that way, but she would always sneak in and, and grab the chamomile flowers out and eat them from my teacups since so she was a wee little one. And now she's just got this great relationship with chamomile, which is perfect for her and her anxiety and her tummy aches because chamomile, well, most people know it, for anxiety and the sleepy time herb, it's phenomenal for gut health in so many ways. So again, Lauren, I could go on for you know, it's eons. Beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> and I think to take away from this, you know, from my perspective, I'm like, well, I want to get like, what are some good overall herbs? But then like from that perspective, I'm limiting myself and the mm. whole, that's not how this works. To, yes. to really develop this understanding and relationship, like you said, is what you're all about. That's what that's what's bringing the power back to the household. That's what being herbalist. Well, from my limited perspective of listening to you today, that's what it feels like to me. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's 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 so many ways to look at it. There yeah. really is. And, you know, like I've mentioned, I'm a clinical herbalist. So I really look at the science behind things. But when I also see that power and that energy and the relationships, like that's where the true magic is. That's the amazing stuff. And also when people come to me for like serious healing of chronic conditions, I'm definitely looking at the science behind it as well. So I feel grateful that I have a balance of both. I'm not just an internet herbalist or an Instagram herbalist that says, hey, this herb does everything for you. I, I caution everyone in listening to the person that says, hey, this herb does everything for you. That's all. Mm. I like it. I like that's a good yeah. mic drop moment. Was, yeah. And looking at the time, was there anything else that you feel called to share or talk about before we start to close the show down? I'm just so grateful that you're having me on the show, yeah. first of all. And I really just want to encourage everybody to take the time to get outside and to really observe what's around you. Are there plants around you that you maybe see or have seen all your life? Maybe some people look at those plants as weeds. Is it possible that they're epic medicine? I think so. Just to look at that <laughs> talk about another perspective shift yeah I, I love I love I love I love opening my eyes to blind spots and different ways of thinking and that's yeah. one of the reasons why I started this so we could just open our minds to new ways of being in yeah. this world that's ever changing and growing and yeah becoming more of who we really are so thank yeah. you Mel for for the, taking the time and sharing your heart and wisdom with us yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm, yeah. again, really grateful. Yeah, and to close the show out, how may we, the listeners, as a huge act of gratitude, be of service for you and return today? You know, come follow me on any social media platform at The Herbalist Path. I'm on TikTok, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on YouTube. But I've been kind of slacking on YouTube lately. And listen to my podcast at The Herbalist Path. And please share it 
with your friends because when you share it, that's how we all come together and make herbalism spread like wildflowers. And that is my mission today is to make herbalism spread like wildflowers. And if you ever want to dive deeper into your herbal learning, I love to guide people on that journey. And I do have a mentorship and a few programs that I'd love to take you down the journey with me. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Thank you so much again, Mel. It was such an honor to have you on the show today. Thank you, Lauren. Have a beautiful day. And remember, open up, surrender, trust, and let your body lead the way.